Welcome to the Wisdom Hub, where we don't claim to have the wisdom, but scripture does. Yes, sir. Let's get to it. That's what Kanye did. Nah, he said, love God and your neighbor as written in Luke. Okay. That's fire, bro. That's the most important commandment, actually. Good for him, man. (laughs) (laughs) We're not here to talk about Kanye. Yeah, you're right. We're here to talk about Jesus. God. (laughs) (laughs) What? Here to talk about forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Um, divorce is as hurtful and destructive today as it was in Jesus's day. Right. God intends marriage to be a lifetime commitment. <clears throat> when entering into marriage, people should never consider divorce an option for solving problems or a way out of a relationship that seems dead. In these verses, Jesus is also attacking those who purposely abuse the marriage contract, using divorce to satisfy their lustful desires to mm. marry someone else are your actions today helping your marriage grow stronger or are you tearing it apart um okay i won't speak for jesus's time because i, I was not there you know what i'm saying yeah but i feel like today divorce is a viable op it's a good option for like if you're in a, an abusive marriage you know what i'm saying because niggas out here are, are heartless bro nah that's where I draw the line. Well, I don't. Well, I don't about, draw the line, but like they should. They should have drawn the line. Who? The people in the relationship. Bro, if I'm an abusive partner, and of course my wife is weaker than me, and let's say Bro, we, we try to solve this, but I keep on being abusive. The problem comes before the 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 marriage. The problem is when you don't know who to decipher who and who should not belong in your life. That's the problem. Well, nah, wait. Back, that wait. goes back to purpose. Nah. Nah, bro. I think that's... You're, you're right. But like, let's I, say you find yourself married. Because only God knows when you decide to turn your life around for his, for his purpose, you know? What if like, I find myself in a marriage and of course it wasn't ordained by God, you know? Right. But then, now that I found God and I found purpose, I'm in this abusive relationship with this person. Oh yeah, you, you leave. That's why I'm saying like okay. that's that's why like divorce is essential. Right. You know. Yeah. Yeah. That's a five. But what was your point? I agree with you. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Alright. So forgiveness, right? Yeah. What What's your first verse? Cause let's introduce this podcast, bro. What are you doing? Oh, you want to put the intro right here? So yeah. We don't have to. Like, yeah. Do your thing, bro. What's that line? What do you, you want to say it today? Nah, your voice sounds better. Got a little bit of a, some tension right here. <laughs> what? <laughs> Go ahead, bro. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Corona. <laughs> Go ahead. All right. Welcome to the Wisdom Hub, where we don't claim to have the wisdom, but Scripture does. Yes, sir. <laughs> Let's get to it. All right. Yeah. Um, uh, so, what are we doing, like? Today, and you're reading and you're explaining or right 
Okay. Um, first, we should we should start with uh, definitions, right? Like, what is what is forgiveness? Mm-hmm. That's what we're talking about today. Yes. Or do you want to just assume people know what it is and then go into the? No, nah, let's part? define what forgiveness is. Okay, give me one second. What is forgiveness? Here's what I found. Oh no, I was gonna pull up that Bible definition. Oh, all right, cool. You want to read it? No, go ahead. No, you got it. Um, go ahead, bro. So according to the Bible, forgiveness is. Take it over. Can you read both of them? Read. So it's it's just the definition <clears throat> here, and then there's another one right here. Okay. Brands. What does that mean? What? It's that the first word is brands. Oh, <laughs> but the whole definition is there, bro. <laughs> No, I'm so dumb. Brant's definition. No, <laughs> my bad, bro. <laughs> look, <laughs> look, look, look. Brant. It's not a definition. word. <laughs> Wait, let me show you. It's remembering. <laughs> my bad, bro. <laughs> what is the definition of brand? <laughs> Leaders aren't perfect. You're right. So the Bible definition of forgiveness is acquittal or pardon of sins. Okay. Period. Yeah. All right. Cool, All right. cool, cool. Let's get into it. So in your um, own terms, Marcellus, define how you can how you can forgive a person. Or grant us an example. I could I can I feel more comfortable talking about like why you should forgive someone. No, but like we need an example of how you can how to forgive someone yeah in your um perspective okay so immediately off the top of my head i would think about when you forgive someone right Uh uh-huh you're basically letting go of what you can let go of the person completely oh you can let go of the anger it caused you you can let go of the pain it brought you right you can let go of the expectation that it disappointed right you can let go of um you know what like how it affected you yeah or real forgiveness is like <clears throat> when what like all right i'll throw you a curveball bro okay not to throw any shots this is just hypothetical example not that it were gonna happen <laughs> what are you about to say <laughs> let's say your girlfriend cheats on you okay yeah tell us would you forgive her and what would you let go of, you know? That's so complex. <laughs> well, that's why we're here, bro. I mean, honestly, like, if it was someone who I wasn't, like, serious about. Nah, you're... No, 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 no. If it was someone who I wasn't serious about, right? I'd okay. be like, all right, I'm cool. Would you leave them? Yeah. Okay. I would, but after having conversation. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, like, I, letting I them know that you forgive them. Yeah, like... Uh, the conversation is to understand why they did it, where they came from, if right. they want to explain it, yeah. and just giving like you a space to like tell them how you feel about it and right. why you're deciding to like move on, mm-hmm. right? If it was someone who I was like, you know, um, wanting to marry, mm-hmm. if I were to stay in the relationship, then basically like I would hold off on marriage for a a, a while. 
or to rebuild I would, that trust. Right. Or pray to God and ask him, is this someone who you want me to be with? Right. In the first place. Exactly. I would seek guidance, you know, from God, mm-hmm. from maybe like people who are really close to me, like maybe like you, my right. parents, you know what I'm saying? Right. Um, I'd just be like, leave her. But anyways. <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, like, yeah, I let God kind of like dictate. Dictate. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. That decision, because it's something that's like so important. Um, so I kind of like, I would, I would definitely pray about it. Right. And all the relationships that I have prayed about, God has shown. God has way. handled it. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? Like He removed all of those people. Me too, bro. Um, and then the one that I have prayed for, He's kept that person like here. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's like the difference between like past and present. Right. Yeah. Okay. What about you? Um, like, how, how do you forgive someone? And why? Why should you forgive someone? So, I... <laughs> um, so, I'm not perfect, right? Right. We know this. I was also forgiven. And I also forgave. But then, there was a point where I was like, you know what? Why did I forgive this person? I asked myself that question, you know? Because if someone says they forgive you, right? Okay. You wouldn't expect them to do what you did to them. As a Christian, you know, because that's what God teaches us, not to avenge or, like, try to level things out or be even. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So then, although that can happen, I chose to forgive. But then, bro, it's always, like, at the back of my head that, wait, if we're going to keep on forgiving each other for these things, what are we doing? I might as well just forgive this person and just, like, exclude myself from their life, I mean. Which is why then I prayed to God. I was like, God. Show me if I'm making the right decision. You know what I'm saying? Okay. By stepping out. Because ultimately you dictate my life. And I can't make choices because my heart is not like... It's not like your heart. Your heart knows what's best for me. And I don't know what's best for me. Because I'm always seeking to do what pleases me. You know? Okay. And if stepping out of this relationship is not what pleases you, may your will be done. And that happened. And I forgave the person. And I found peace. Right. That's Which, important. Yeah. That's really important because if you forgive someone, but you not you don't have a peace of mind about yeah. mm-hmm. like what happened, right? Then you right. really haven't moved really on, yeah like forgave mm-hmm. that person. I think um, there was someone I was talking to recently, and right, um, they were telling me that like they forgave, mm-hmm. right? But in actuality, they like, didn't. They didn't. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Because if you forgive, forgiveness is supposed to like give a room for you to like progress right you know what i'm saying but if you're not progressing right if you're still mad about that thing that he did or she yeah did, yeah then how are you really ex- how how can you really expect to like move forward mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying by moving forward that's a good point yeah from what god has taught me i think forgiveness is being able to still help that person even after they hurt you Excuse hear me out so but you can help them by praying for them that's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. If you can't even pray for them, you know, like right. pray something good for them or them to succeed. It's like you still haven't forgave. Them, okay. Yeah. You know, I agree. God tells us to pray for our enemies, even though they despise us. But like pray for them to change so that they don't despise you or anyone else. And if you fail in doing that, that means you're as good as they are. Right. You know. Right. So I feel like that's how you reach like full forgiveness for a person. If you can still like pray for if them. If you can wish them the best. Exactly. But also... And if they, like, really need you, you can, like, lend a hand. Right. You know? But also, like... Because God says, feed your enemies. Right. You know? 
Yeah. That sounds like the most terrible thing ever, but... <laughs> you know? Yeah. My bad, I cut you off, you were saying. Like, forgiveness, what I've, what I've heard a lot mm-hmm. is uh, forgiveness is not for the other person, but it's, it's for, for yourself. yourself. Yes. I think that's a good way of looking at it. Mm-hmm. Um, but forgiveness is also for God. Right. Because it shows that you love him and that you obey him. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So I think that's all I have to say about That's that. what brings us to today's... Topic. discussion yeah in our first scripture reading of romans 12 verse 17 to 21 never pay back evil with more evil do things in such a way that everyone can see you are honorable do all that you can to live in peace with everyone dear friends never take revenge leave that to the righteous anger of god for the scripture says i will take revenge i will pay them back says the lord instead if your enemies are hungry feed them if they are thirsty, give them something to drink. Mm. And doing this, you will heap burning coals of shame on their heads. Amen. Don't let evil conquer you, but conquer evil by doing good. Yeah. Um, these verses summarize the core of Christian living. If we love someone the way Christ loves us, we will be, we will uh, eat at uh, eat uh. <laughs> <laughs> Take it. <laughs> Oh, I didn't even reach to 21. My bad. No, that's why I finished it for you. Thank yeah. you. I appreciate that. Um, mm-hmm. These verses summarize the core of Christian living. If we love someone the way Christ loves us, we will be willing to forgive. Mm. If we are expected, if we are, ex- if we. <laughs> <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> I need to, I need to get like clothes, clothes. It's cool. Like I need to be like all up on this scripture. You need some glasses. <laughs> These verses summarize the core of Christian living. If we love someone the way Christ loves us, mm-hmm. we will be willing to forgive. Mm-hmm. If we have experienced God's grace, we will want to pass it on to others. And remember, grace is undeserved favor. Mm. By giving an enemy a drink, we're not excusing misdeeds. We are recognizing and forgiving and loving that person in spite of their sins against us, mm. just as Christ did for us. And that is what god's forgiveness is right the root of all forgiveness was christ on the cross right you know and once we understand the magnitude of that type of forgiveness it'll be easier for us to forgive anything and anyone in our lives right and because if someone can lay their their life down for you while he he has no sin at all Mm -hmm. i don't know what that's just grace like it says grace is undeserved mercy right now right so if god can extend such grace to us why can't we do the same for others who have like committed less penalties right especially when um forgiveness is the reason why we have the options that like we do exactly you know what i'm saying yeah in the life that we live yeah romans chapter 12 verse 19 through 21 explanation in this day of lawsuits and incessant demands for legal rights paul's command sounds almost impossible when people hurt you deeply instead of giving them what they deserve paul says to befriend them why does paul tell us to forgive our enemies one forgiveness may break a cycle of retaliation and lead to mutual reconciliation Mm. two it may make the enemy feel ashamed causing a change in that person's ways Mm. three by contrast repaying evil for evil hurts you just as much as it hurts your enemy. Even if your enemy never repents, forgiving that person will free you of Mm. the heavy load of bitterness. Amen. 
You know what? When it says paying evil for evil, I think about like movies. Usually the guy who was wronged will always seek revenge. And then when they do, they still feel the same. Right. They don't find peace. They don't find joy in what they did. You know what I'm saying? They're still angry. You know? Yeah. So why not? Why should we like always seek to revenge if if it's not going to bring peace to our hearts exactly you know and it's I'm not going to take back whatever happened yeah because we shouldn't do something that will corrupt our hearts mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying right. yeah it only makes us as evil as that person right you know who wronged us right so yeah it's a big lesson right there i got one more yeah go ahead forgiveness involves both attitudes and actions mm. let me read it again wait <laughs> attitudes right. remember how you how you react to whatever happens to you. So, could we say forgiveness is an attitude? Attitude that provokes action. I like that. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. That's good, bro. Okay. If you find it difficult to feel forgiving towards someone who has hurt you, try responding with kind acts. Mm. If appropriate, tell this person that you would like to heal your relationship. Lend a helping hand, send a gift, or smile. Mm. Many times you will discover that right actions lead to right feelings. Mm. And wow. what you feel inside is how you act outside. Right. So if you don't forgive people and always feel anger, you'll act angrily to others too. Right, right. Yeah. Because what's in your heart is what you live out. Right. That's good, bro. That's good. All right. So let's get into um, Matthew 6. Verse 9 to 15, which says, Pray like this, Our Father, who resides in heaven, hallowed be thy name. <laughs> thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread as we forgive our debtors. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Let us yield to temptation, but rescue us from the evil one. If you forgive those who sin against you, your heavenly Father will forgive you. But if you refuse to forgive others, your Father will not forgive your sin. I mean, if you want to enter heaven, you got to forgive others, bruv. Simple as that. Why are you crumping? <laughs> <laughs> what? You look like you have something interesting to say. Um, I mean, I'm not gonna say like if you want to get into heaven, like you know, forgive like. I'm oh no, gonna... I'm not saying that's like the only thing. No, okay. no, I know, I know, but I, I was, I was more like, I was more so thinking of um, while we are here, right? A way to be more Christ-like is to forgive, right? Yeah. If we cannot extend grace unto other people, how can we expect grace? Thank you. How can we expect mercy? Thank you. How can we expect love? Bro, <laughs> tell me about it. Yeah. Right. Definitely. Yeah. That's a fact. Because like we learned yesterday, like love, it's not love until it's tested. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So if someone wrongs you and you can't forgive them. And your real forgiveness is tested when someone wrongs you. And when they don't even ask for forgiveness. Right. Just forgive them without them even apologize. That's real forgiveness right there, bro. Right. Because imagine if I slapped you right now and I went upstairs without saying nothing. And then I come back, I'm like, yeah, let's get back into it, bro. <laughs> you know? And like, I don't even ask for an apology. You forgiving me and letting that go. Not that I do it, but like, that would be like a perfect example. Of right. Like, can you do it without closure? Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. You know, I feel right. like if you can get forgiveness with closure and like in some relationships, like that's great. Right. But if you can't, if you could still move on, that's forgiveness. And moving on helps you. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like you're freeing yourself from this feeling, you know, this burden that you have in you. Right? Yeah. Right. That you like carry around with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Shit gets heavy, bro. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Excuse my language. <laughs> Uh, and you got the Bible open. I'm hip. Ridiculous. I love you. <laughs> um, Alright. Mm-hmm. Let's see here. Jesus gives a starting warning about forgiveness. If we refuse to forgive others, God will also refuse to forgive us. Mm. Why? When we don't forgive others, we are denying our common ground as sinners in need of God's forgiveness. Mm. God's forgiveness of sin is not the direct result of our forgiving others, but it is based on our realization of what forgiveness means. Mm. It is easy to ask God for forgiveness, but difficult to grant it to others. Whenever we ask God to forgive us for sin, we should ask, have I forgiven the people who have sinned against me? me. Yes. That juice. That's the ultimate question. When you go to God every day, when you pray, you're like, God, I'm sorry, but have you forgiven those who sinned against you? Right. Or who say I'm sorry to you? Right. And those who haven't. People who sin against you, their intention might be to hurt you. Right. But God's intention is to use that to As bring an you opportunity. Everything with him. God's an opportunity for him to make you grow spiritually and grow closer to him. Right. Yeah. That's how we should look at the bad things that happen in our lives. It's an opportunity to trust God more. To lean more on his understanding, which is his word, and right. to not like take things into our own control because we cannot control the outcomes of our lives. Right. Yeah. Well said, bro. Appreciate that. What's next? First Kings chapter one, verse fifty-two to fifty-three. The explanation for this verse. While Adonijah feared for his life and expected the severest punishment, Solomon simply dismissed his brother and sent him home. As a new king, Solomon had the power to kill his rivals, something Adonijah would have done had his conspiracy succeeded. But Solomon acted if he had nothing to prove, thus demonstrating his authority and power. Sometimes forgiving a personal attack shows more strength than lasting out in revenge. Mm. Trying to prove one's power and authority often only proves one's fear and doubt. Ooh. Yeah. Self-doubt. Right. Only after Adonijah made another attempt to secure royal power was Solomon forced to have him executed. I like that part where it said... I um, can read it again. Trying to prove one's power and authority often only proves one's fear and self-doubt. Sometimes forgiving a personal attack shows more strength than lashing out in revenge. Wow, that's powerful. I don't even think we need to read the scripture. That explanation was it, bro. I like that because when someone wrongs you, automatically you have the power and authority to forgive them. But you also have the power to not do so, right? Right. Yeah. And by not forgiving them, it says a lot about you and how, what type of person you are. Like it said, Solomon acted if he had nothing to prove, demonstrating his authority and power. No, the... Sometimes forgiving a personal attack shows more strength than lashing out yes. in revenge. Yes, yes. Yeah. Like, when you forgive someone who's undeserving of your forgiveness, it shows how strong of a person you are to put that behind you and move on, you know? 
Right. And give them another chance to do right by someone else, although they did wrong by you. Right. You know, because that also and inspires them. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? For sure. Yeah. Because usually when someone like does you wrong, you yeah. feel the need to express your power over them by right. lashing out. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. By being like alpha or showing mm-hmm. that you're better than them, stronger than yeah. them, smarter than them. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Which is like so unnecessary. But the fact that it says that only proves one's fear and self-doubt. Mm. That, yeah. That hit, bro. Actually shows that you're weak. Yeah. People who try to overcompensate. Oh, yeah. By being like. Big words. Like that. By being like. Dominant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you said, alpha. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. All right. So now we're going to read Mark chapter 2, verse 7 to 10, which reads, What is he saying? This is blasphemy. Only God can forgive sins. Jesus knew immediately what they were thinking, so he asked them, Why do you question this in your hearts? Is it easier to say to the paralyzed man, Your sins are forgiven, or stand, pick up your mat, and walk? So I will prove to you that the Son of Man has the authority on earth to forgive sins. Then Jesus turned to the paralyzed man and said, Stand up, pick up your mat, and go home. Before saying stand up to the paralyzed man, Jesus said, Your sins are forgiven. To the Jewish leaders, This statement was blasphemous, claiming to do something only God can do. According to the law, the punishment for this sin was death, and labeling Jesus' claim to forgive sins as blasphemous, the religious leaders showed they did not understand that Jesus is God and that he has God's power Mm. to heal both the body and the soul. Forgiveness of sin was a sign that the messianic age had to come messianic that means like we needed a messiah right the messiah you know what i'm saying jesus christ and when they say son of god they're referring to jesus yeah the fully human version of him right yeah they didn't believe that jesus was actually god here on earth so they were like who is this man to claim that he is god you know what i'm saying so they were like his punishment is death Mm. which was the cross ultimately right yeah and still jesus forgave those men who said he was not god mm-hmm. you know I mean, even after he told them and yeah. they were like nah you know right before jesus died on the cross he said father forgive them for they do not know what they are saying or doing yeah what they have done powerful words bro yeah yeah what's next was that the explanation mm-hmm. a word all right so now we're gonna read from matthew chapter 18 from verse 21 to 22 which says Then Peter came to him and asked, Lord, how often should I forgive someone who sins against me? Seven times, maybe? No, not even seven times, Jesus replied, but 77 times seven times. (laughs) No. Yeah. 70 times seven. (laughs) You know what? It doesn't matter. (laughs) It it doesn't matter. Uh, Just about to say it, but yeah. Do you want to reread it or you're good? No, nah, I'm good. All right. Wow. Brave. <laughs> <laughs> What's the whole point of that? The rabbis taught that people should forgive those who offend them, mm. but only three times. Peter, trying to um, be especially generous, 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 <laughs> generous, is generous. <laughs> hey, <bro. laughs> Keep going. The rabbis taught the people should forgive those who offend them, mm. but only three times. Right. P- 
Peter, trying to be especially generous, asked Jesus if seven, the perfect number, was enough to forgive someone. But Jesus answered, 70 times seven, mm. meaning that we shouldn't even keep track of how many times we forgive someone. We should instead always forgive those who are truly repentant, no matter how many times they ask. And you know that 70 times seven is just in one day, is what Jesus instructs us to do. Forgive a person that much just in one day. Should we do the math? Yeah. What's 70 times seven? The answer is 490. 490 times per person per day, which like exasperates the point that we should always forgive people. 1,440 divided by three. <laughs> Why? The answer is 480. So basically, we should forgive someone 490 times a day, right? Mm -hmm. One person. That's like every 20 minutes. Right. Every 20 minutes. Wait, you're mad? <laughs> I don't think your math's right. Nah, my math is actually wrong. <laughs> I hate math. <laughs> oh my god. I don't know why I divided it by three. Because <laughs> I'm like, why? What is, what is he trying to get to? I don't know, man. <laughs> but the point is... That's not my gift. <laughs> Someone who is, maybe you could do the math. <laughs> But the point is that we should always be willing to forgive. No matter how many times they ask. Yeah. And no matter how many times they send you. Right. Because you know? if we forgive, that shows that we have power, authority, and also we're not lacking. We're lacking in fear and self-doubt. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's tough. And it, the more you forgive, you know how like the more you do something, the more it's easier to do each time you do it again. Right. So if you practice forgiveness, you'll be good at it, bro. Swole body. And forgiveness. Yeah. Punching all this negativity. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, bro? Right. Yeah, so That's it's good. a good thing to know. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So Luke chapter 6, verse 37, which reads as follows. Do not judge others, and you will not be judged. Do not condemn others, or it will all come back against you. Forgive others, and you will also be forgiven. Give all, Give, and you will receive. Your gift will return to you in full. Luke chapter 7, verse 47. 47. All right, which says, I tell you, her sins, and there are many, have been forgiven. So she has shown me much love. But a person who is forgiven little shows only little love. Wow. So think about this. What mm. if unforgiveness stems from the way you were raised? Yeah. It's an example of, I guess, like people who struggle for forgiveness, right? Right. They also struggle with they struggled with it as they were growing up because right. they, maybe they weren't forgiven or their parents didn't show them mercy. Or know? they lacked God's love in their, their upbringing. Well, yeah, true. Yeah. So maybe they didn't understand the forgiveness of God from the beginning, right. which was through Jesus Christ. Right. So that but could also be an issue, bro. Like, maybe it's not your fault that you can't forgive. It's just something that happened to you traumatic or, you know, because some people, especially women, you know, it's hard... Let's say, like, someone tried to do something inappropriate to you at a young age. Right. Or some, a relative, you know, and it's going to be really hard to forgive that person. Right. Because it's like, what were they thinking, you know? I'm, I was only a child or I was only young. I wasn't aware of what was going on. You didn't have any power to stop Exactly. It. Yeah. And you didn't understand it until now when you look back and you're like, wow, this person actually, like, touched me inappropriately or did something inappropriate. And how do you forgive someone like that? Right. You know? Right.
But the only answer is going to God and just giving it to God and pray about it and just try and help and try to forgive that person, you know. Right. But I, I wouldn't know because I, I've never experienced anything like that. So For sure. I can't speak over it. But all I can say is just turn to God, you know. Right. Only he has the answer. If you pray about it, I'm sure he'll give you an answer. Right. Overflowing love is the natural response to forgiveness and the appropriate consequence of faith. But only those who realize the depth of their sin can appreciate the complete forgiveness that God offers them. Mm -hmm. Jesus has rescued all of his followers from external love or from external death, whether they were once extremely wicked or convinced. Do you appreciate the wideness? of God's mercy. Are you grateful for his forgiveness? You know, we take advantage of God's grace in our lives, like every day. Cause think about it, bro. You could do like, you could beat your meat. <laughs> what? I'm talking about forgiveness. <laughs> <laughs> now listen, you could beat your meat. You could have sex, premarital sex, you know? And at the end of the day, God's gonna forgive you regardless of if you act. Okay, no, let me not say regard. I don't know. But like, if you go to him, for a fact, he'll forgive you. And we take advantage of that each and every day. We sin because we know that God's going to forgive us. Sometimes that's like what we do. The best we could do is use those sins to get closer to God. So you're trying to tell me you're going to sin just to get closer to God? No, nah, but that's what sin does. True. I mean, it gives us opportunity. I mean, if you try it not to sin. to get closer to God. Yeah, but like, don't go and sin and be like, I'm getting closer to God. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you know? Hey, yo, that would be hilarious. <laughs> I think like we take advantage of God's grace by like continuously not repenting from our sin because we know that if we go to him, he'll forgive us, you know. Some people don't even care. Right, yeah. you know. They're like, I can forgive myself. That's good enough. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, how can you forgive yourself if, you're not, if you don't think you're doing it wrong? Say that again. So you said you could just forgive yourself, right? So then what would you be forgiving yourself of if you're not even aware that what you're doing is wrong? I mean, you could be aware, but you feel like your own forgiveness is all you what need. What are you to forgiving yourself from then? That's the question. From like getting mad at someone or cursing nah, someone Nah, let's out. say um, you have sex with someone right, right now. You're not married. And then you're like, all right, I'm going to forgive myself for that. You're really not forgiving yourself because you don't feel bad if you don't have a relationship with God. To you, it's not even wrong. You know, it's just sex, you know? So I feel like being aware of God's grace is essential appreciating how he gave his son's life for you to be saved you know so are you saying that someone can't know how to forgive if they don't know jesus i to an, <laughs> to an extent to an extent for real think about it i would just say that your your forgiveness is limited versus god his which forgiveness. is not forgiveness if it's limited i wouldn't say that no, nah, nah, I'm saying, okay, so a person who isn't aware of God's forgiveness, right? Right. You can only forgive someone so much before you can't forgive anyone. Yeah. But God can forgive you no matter what you do, no matter yeah. how many times you do it. So if you don't have that role model, Ex that right, understanding, then of you're that only going to forgive someone else as much as you can, not strive for anything greater. But then as much as you can, your wisdom is only limited as well. Right. Which means if you forgive someone the way God forgives you, you're forgiving them all the way. Yeah, because it, it would be different. Exactly. Definition of forgiveness. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, for sure. Romans 4 verse 5 to 7 which reads as follows. When people work, their wages are not a gift, but something they have earned. 
But people who are counted as righteous, not because of their work, but because of their faith in God who forgives sinners. David also spoke of this when he described the happiness of those who are declared righteous without working for it. What joy for those whose disobedience is forgiven, whose sins are put out of sight. Yes, what joy for those whose record the Lord has cleared of sin. Some people learn that they are saved by God through faith. Mm. They start to worry, do I have enough faith? Is my faith strong enough to save me? Yeah. These people miss the point. It is Jesus Christ who saves us, not our feeling or actions. And he is something, he is strong enough to save us no matter how weak our faith is. Ooh. Ooh. Jesus offers us salvation as a gift because he loves us, not because we have earned it through our powerful faith. Mm. Wow. Let's think about my, I'm sorry to stop you. No, go ahead. So if forgiveness or God's grace towards us was measured up by like how much faith we have, that means that God would favor other people over others. Yeah. But then in God's eyes we're all equal. Right. Faith, mm. faith alone cannot save us, bro. Oh good Jeez. works alone cannot save us. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Wow. When some people learn that they are saved by God through faith, mm -hmm. they start to worry. Do I have enough faith? Mm -hmm. They wonder, is my faith strong enough to save me? Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. These people miss the point. Yeah. It is Jesus Christ who saves us, not our feeling or action. He is strong enough to save us no matter how weak our faith is. Mm -hmm. Jesus offers us salvation as a gift because he loves us, not because we have earned it through powerful faith. What then is the role of faith? Faith is believing and trusting in Jesus Christ and reaching out to accept his wonderful gift of salvation. What can we do to get rid of guilt? <laughs> <laughs> I already know this is a gem, bro. King David was guilty of terrible sins, mm -hmm. such as adultery, murder, lying, and yet he experienced the joy of forgiveness. Mm. We too can have this joy when we, one, quit denying our guilt and recognize that we have sinned, two, Ooh. admit our guilt to God and ask for forgiveness, and three, let go of our guilt and believe that God has forgiven us. Right. This can be difficult when a sin has taken root in our lives over many years when it is very serious or when it involves others mm. but we must remember that jesus is willing and able to forgive every sin in view of this tremendous price he paid on the cross it is arrogant to think that there is any sin too great for him to forgive mm. even though our faith is weak our conscience is sensitive and our memory haunts us god's words declare that sins confessed are sins forgiven that's how like god says we should forgive ourselves so that those memories and consciences don't haunt us right yeah yeah. If we don't recognize that what we have done is sin, it will continue to haunt us. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was good. That was fire. We got one more. Second Corinthians 2, verse 7 to 10. I am not overstating it when I say that the man who caused all the trouble hurt all of you more than he hurt me. Most of you opposed him, and that was a punishment enough. Now, however, it is time to forgive and comfort him. Otherwise, he may be overcome by discouragement. So I urge you now to reaffirm your love for him. I wrote to you as I did to test you and to see if you would fully comply with my instructions. When you forgive this man, I forgive him too. And when I forgive whatever needs to be forgiven, I do this with Christ's authority. For your benefit. Amen.
So Satan will not outsmart us, for we are familiar with his evil schemes. That was fire. Paul explained that it was time to forgive the man who had been punished by the church and had subsequently repented. He needed forgiveness, acceptance, and comfort. Mm. Satan would gain an advantage if they permanently separated this man from the congregation rather than forgiving and restoring him. That is fire. So instead of like not forgiving someone and like pushing them further away from God, you're pushing away a soul from God's kingdom. What if that forgiveness was like their only hope to finding God? Yeah, your forgiveness can be an opportunity for someone else to see God in you. And then you push them away. Right. Now you're adding a sin onto yourself. Right. That's good, bro. That's big, bro. That's big. This may have been the man who had required the disciplinary action, or he may have been the chief opponent who had caused everyone anguish. The sorrowful letter had finally brought about the repentance of the Corinthians, and their discipline of the man had led to his repentance. Mm. Church discipline should seek restoration. Mm. Two mistakes in church discipline should be avoided. Being too lenient and not correcting mistakes or being too harsh and not forgiving the repentant sinner. Mm. There is a time to confront and a time to comfort. We use uh, use church discipline to help keep the church pure and to help wayward people repent. Mm. But Satan tries to harm the church by tempting it to use discipline in an unforgiving way. This causes those exercising discipline to become proud of their purity and it causes the person who is being disciplined to become bitter and perhaps leave the church mm. we must remember that our purpose is discipline we must remember that our purpose and discipline mm-hmm. is to restore the people to the fellowship not destroy it yes sir we must be cautious that personal anger is not vented under the guise mm. of church discipline right that's coming for the church bro some churches will like banish people from there because they made like this one huge mistake not saying that it was not a mistake, but like as a church, you should set an example of what forgiveness is and how right. you can encourage that person to live a better life. Also like us in our daily lives. Exactly. Right. You know, so because if we if we forgive mm-hmm. unlimitedly, right, that's an example of how God forgives, even though we can never forgive how he forgives. Right. We're striving for that. And when people see that, they're like, they'll see him. They mm-hmm. won't see us. Right. Because right. if we if we. They'll see him in us. Right. Because if we react with anger, the attitude. they'll see Satan. Your attitude can either be an asset or a liability. Ooh. It can be an asset to God's kingdom or a liability to your salvation. Yes, sir. Thank you for joining us in Wisdom Hub. And we hope you join us again next time for the next episode. We would also love to hear your guys' feedback, so please be sure to write in the review section of the podcast, um, either on Apple or Spotify. Or just DM us. Or DM Junior.